Hello, welcome to the Monday, June 29th, 2020 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. One of the big events last week, of course, was Apple's developer conference and the reveal of the next versions of macOS and iOS. Now, these developer conference uh, keynotes and such always highlight the features. I want to focus a little bit on some of the security features. And I'm leaning heavily here on a blog post published by Sentinel One. So I recommend if you're interested in some of these details, uh, take a look at their blog post. First of all, one thing that sort of caught my attention was kernel extensions. Kernel extensions, have always uh, been sort of on the way out in Mac OS. And now you may have seen, for example, pop-ups that tell you, hey, that kernel extension may no longer be supported in the future. And then, of course, you had to approve individual kernel extensions. Well, the good news here is that in Mac OS 11, Big Sur kernel extensions will remain to exist. So uh, they appear to continue to be working the way they work now, where you have to approve them as you install them. Now, in the last major update to macOS, Apple made this change to how data is saved on the disk by splitting it into a system volume and a data volume where it wasn't possible to change the system volume. It was a read-only volume. In order to make changes, you had to reboot and turn it into a live file system, then make your changes. This is actually going to get more difficult in macOS 11. The change here is that the system volume will not just not be writable, it will also be cryptographically signed. So even if you manage to make a change to the system volume, well, it won't work because the digital signature will not work out. However, you can disable the authentication of the root volume again at boot time. And so far, if you wanted to add a new root certificate to the macOS Trust Store, you just had to be root. Well, uh, with uh, macOS 11, you'll also need to re-enter your password in order to add that certificate. So that's really more a minor change. Configuration profiles, they change a little bit because they have been heavily abused in the past by malware. If you would like to use a configuration profile, you now pretty much have to do it via some kind of mobile device management solution. So uh, it's, and that's really what it was all about uh, all along uh, to sort of allow enterprise wide configuration uh, defaults and such. So uh, that's really just uh, reinforced with this change in uh, Mac OS uh, 11. Now, overall, nothing that I see is really, really, really sort of major and is breaking a lot of stuff. Uh, the big question mark will, of course, be the change uh, to ARM-based processor. And everything I heard so far is that, yes, virtualization may still work, but you probably will not be able to run x86 uh, binaries uh, within an 
ARM-based Mac, even if it does use virtualization. So that cross-platform virtualization appears to not be working, or at least not supported by this Rosetta translation layer that Apple added. That's, of course, something that also depends a lot on third-party vendors like VMware, Parallels, and such. So we'll have to see how they will deal with this issue. And yes, macOS 11 will also get DNS over TLS as well as DNS over HTTPS and HTTP version 3. And for everybody having to deploy a lot of TLS certificate, an important deadline is coming up with September 1st. Any certificate uh, issued after September 1st should only be valid for one year tops. And now there have always been sort of authorities that would issue certificates for like two years or three years. Let's Encrypt, of course, always had a shorter validity time for its certificates. But what really should happen starting September 1st, that no certificate authority should give you a certificate that's valid for more than one year. Now, what makes it a little bit more tricky is that last year there was actually a vote within the CA browser forum that sets these standards to make this one-year lifetime the standard. That vote failed, but independently, Apple, as well as Google with Google Chrome, decided to implement this rule. And well, uh, with that de facto, there is now a one-year lifetime limit on certificates. But this becomes really a problem is if you don't have a robust mechanism to really rotate and update certificates. Now, if you're already using Let's Encrypt, then probably already have set up Acme, like CertBot or one of these utilities to automatically rotate certificates. You definitely need that now for all of your certificates. Otherwise, you will run into issues where you will end up with expired certificates very quickly. Well, and that's it for today. Due to the 4th of July week here in the United States, we'll likely have a little bit of shorter podcast a week. Haven't decided yet if I'll do three or four episodes this week. It depends a little bit on how much material there will be. I also want to mention that I will be teaching the intrusion detection in depth class twice this month in July. Now, the first time starting July 13th will be on European time. So great for people in Europe who hate to have to stay up. Uh, late at night. The second one uh, will be on US Mountain Time. Now, of course, you can also, living in the US, attend the European class. It's all online, but you'll have to get up uh, quite early. You could find links to either class on the podcast uh, page above the show notes. That's it for today. Thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.